Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit bj's.com slash newalbany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange-Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with ReCapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hello, sunshine. It's Donica, your host for ReCapture. It's an awesome day to be with my listening audience. Have you or do you have a job where you're excited to come to work? That's how I've been feeling each week when I come to the broadcast to share information with you. Just driving on the freeway, listening to the radio, listening to the music, but excited to come to work. And yes, yes, this is my job. This is my ministry. I feel blessed to be a part of your life to share, as we say, knowledge, healing, and information on today's broadcast of ReCapture. We are busy, busy. We have a lot of information and and details to share. But first, I just want to say thank you for being a part of the recapture family thank you for every week making it a point to listen and join us i can't see you but i know that you're there so thank you for being a part of our audience to stay connected to the work that i'm doing and this broadcast and podcast go to kkht.com go to programs and then podcast and find us and subscribe so that when you hear us on the radio, you hear the information and you can say, oh, what did she say? Well, go and listen to the podcast and also go and subscribe to the work that I'm doing in the community. www.psdiamondcelebration.com. We're going to be talking about the Diamond Celebration just a little bit in a minute. But on some weeks on Recapture, we do a recap. And so I want to give you a recap of what we talked about last week. And it said it was Believe God's Change for Family. And my moderator and co-host Essence was here. And we talked about Timothy, Eunice, and Lois and his family, um, his mom, Eunice, his grandmother, Lois, and it's in and 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 Timothy says, and now in you. And I was talking to Essence, I said that's the same thing with our family. That God put a change in my mom Patricia, now me, Donica, and in Essence too. And we are believing God for change in our families. Yes, 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 we are. Right now I'm in the middle of uh, just doing the thirty days of change with me and my sons. My daughters are grown now. So it's me and the boys doing activities. And I always say on the radio, I live in real life. I do. 
And so we're just getting some things and structures set in place for me and my loves. And I will tell you, yes, do I have to wake up in the middle of the night? Oh, my gosh. Because when I go to sleep, I go to sleep. Oh, but when I wake up, I wake up. And so I had to, we talk about this sometimes, pull a Patricia. If you didn't do your chores and mom came by, wake up and do your chores. And so I had to do that with one of my one one of my loves this week. Yes, yes. And so we're on our journey of change. Change in the family is possible. Go back and listen to Believe God's Change for Families. I wanted to just add a little bit of something because even if there's some healing or change that you need in your family, that's not something that you did. It's not by any faults of your own. And a scripture passage that I wanted to share, we ran out of time last week, was the story of Hagar and Ishmael. Now, for time's sake, we won't read the text, but in Genesis 16, 1 through 16, and also Genesis 21, 8 through 21, read the story of Hagar. This one passage I want to say, the angel told Hagar that God had heard Ishmael crying and that God would help them. The angel showed her where water was, and after drinking the water, Ishmael got better. The angel also told them that Israel would have a great number of descendants. Hagar was so thankful that God had heard her. And so you know the story of Hagar and Ishmael. Hagar um, had a baby with Abraham who was waiting on the promised child. But there was a circumstance that occurred that Sarah was like, Abraham's wife said, get rid of her. He was somewhat betwixt, but he did what he said. And he took them off, Hagar and Ishmael. But guess what? That was no fault of her own. But guess what God did? There's so much richness in this text today, so much history in this text. I'm not visiting that. But what I am saying that something happened in her life that didn't have anything to do with her. But guess what? God is a keeper and God is a provider. And he made a provision for her and a child. So if you're a single parent or you have circumstances that are not pristine in your life, God still wants healing for you and for your family. Remember the promises of God. You may hear me say this again. God is not a respectable persons. So you can have healness and heal a healed family for yourself too. So that's our recap from all things from last week. But go back and subscribe and listen again. Um, hey, guys, it's the Father's Day weekend. Thank me later. Don't give dad, your father, the man in your life, the short end of the stick. I know you're going to get him a tie and socks, but do a little bit better. Do a little bit better. Hey, a personalized, a personalized note is better than a thoughtless gift. I don't even really know if men care that much. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But it's the Father's Day weekend and make sure you show love to uh your dad and the person in your life. We do have a lot of things to cover today, but I want to tell you something fantastic is going on with the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond celebration. And I want to tell you that this year, our event is being held September 19th at 6 p.m. in the evening, a virtual event 
It's still virtual. I know everybody's moving back into the community, but we're hosting a virtual event. And this year we are going to celebrate some phenomenal ladies. And so we celebrate and congratulate you, Miss Dottie Compton of New Life Women's Center, Miss Megan McCullum of Heels to Halo, and Miss Barbara Dory. These ladies are our Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Award recipients for 2021 for their stories of long-term recovery, for their stories of supporting others in the community on their recovery journey. We celebrate them in the life in honor of the life and legacy of my mama, Patricia Ann Strange. And so if we had the clapping sounds, I would clap, clap, clap for them in celebration. We're going to celebrate them on September 19th. You can join us and we'll give you the details on how you can be a part of the celebration. The last thing I wanted to cover is, is history is kind of political, but not. Juneteenth became a federal holiday in the United States um, this week. So for you or that are on the fence about it, let's put it this way. Um, hey, we get to, a chance to celebrate a national holiday uh, that someone or a group of people in this country made a decision to get things right, that it was a painful part of American past that was remedied by the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. And then in 1865, on June 19th, uh, in Galveston, Texas, the word was given that Texas slaves were free. Um, in our state, because I'm from Texas, you can listen to this program worldwide on the Internet. In 1980, State Representative Al Edwards uh, did the work to get this uh, Juneteenth recognized as a state holiday. Uh, one thing that is significant about this and other people in other parts of the country may feel like, uh, duh, so but the truth of the matter is, is that the celebrating of Juneteenth is the official ending of slavery in this country. And so that is a painful part of our past. But hallelujah, the country got an opportunity to get things right and make things right uh, in this country. And we it's not a holiday to be divisive. It's an opportunity to say once and for all that what was written, all men are created equal, actually came to pass in America. So let's just get started and jump in and talk about what we, um, we've been talking about, recovery, the signs of addiction. And today I wanted to give a little bit of information on the flip side and we will call it what I would say, and I have my notes and my information here, so it's straight off the presses. Um, I would call it today the science of recovery. So you remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about, and for we were giving you information on a Time magazine article, so eloquently written, giving a lot of great information. They talked about the science of addiction, but since I'm in recovery, Today, we're going to talk about the science of recovery. Um, um, I'm a recovery advocate. We share our story. And so let's revisit the definition of what addiction is. 
Addiction is defined as a chronic relapsing behavior in the face of negative consequences, the overwhelming urge to continue something you know that is bad for you. Doing the same behavior over and over and over again, knowing that the result is going to be, have a bad result. The definition of recovery, the act of process of becoming healthy after an illness or injury, the act of recovering, returning to a normal state. And that's what recovery is. So we were in an, a bad place or an addicted place doing the same behaviors over and over again. But now we are, we are healed and we may, we are made whole. And one thing I would start off to saying is what is one way that we can understand the science of recovery. And so no information is saying that to understand the science of recovery is that we have to understand what is going on with our brain. Um, it's not, recovery is not taking drugs, but not taking drugs, even if we don't want to, even if we want to. So if someone is in recovery and they have an urge or a desire to take drugs, they don't take the drugs, even if they want to. And that's, that's, that's um, something you would hear in the rooms in a meeting that you, you don't have to get high even, even when you have the urge or the desire to get, to take the drugs. And so understanding the science of recovery is what they're learning more and more is to understand the brain. Even though we are people of faith, that is an important integral part of the recovery process, understanding how the brain is affected by addiction, who gets hooked to the drugs, and how. Um, I want to read this. It says, the part that we focus on is the brain's reward system and how the brain is largely affected by the neurotransmitter dopamine. And so in the science of recovery, we have to understand the brain, understand how the brain is affected by drugs and use different information and different technologies to have a treatment plan for individuals that are affected by addiction. And guess what they say? That addiction is a disease. And so as people of faith, I would say, and I always say that I'm not a clinician. I just give the information. And so if there's new information, we're people of faith. We don't dispute science. We don't dispute uh, what uh, the information is because God made our brains, right? God made our brains and, um, I often like to think that the science is just catching up with the information that we already know. And so we already know that two people or two people in addiction, they're, they are not the same, but there are certain protocols that can support those people in getting recovery. 
And some people that are in addiction, they need to have a detox um, to detox system just to get stable. They have to receive diagnosis and, and evaluations to uh, address the occurring or reoccurring disorder. We need a treatment plan with a trained specialist, a trained professional, ongoing peer support and accountability, and family support. And so in the system of dealing with the science of recovery, having a better understanding of what we we did today, we gave the addiction, the definition of addiction, understanding for recovery to occur, understanding the brain elements, how the brain is affected by addiction, having another thing is having a treatment plan in place. No two addicts are the same, but there are systems in place that work and that can be put in place on repeat. I would say a a thing that confounded the experts was a program Alcoholics Anonymous because in the in the community of science and research for addiction um no that that doesn't work that's uh, the the study the information is inconclusive but there is a an institute i would say called Cochrane C O C H R A N E i'm going to spell it for you that in 2020 did some research and their research found um, it was determined that there's a 42% success rate among persons that attended a program, Alcoholics Anonymous. And so for Alcoholics Anonymous, that has been around since 1935, where there is a program of accountability and attending meetings before, I'm not going to say really before that, before that research, but it was often disputed the effectiveness of a program such as Alcoholics Anonymous. But when this Cochrane review came out, it said, hey, we're finding that 42% of the people that go to Alcoholics Anonymous are sober one year later, which is powerful because this Cochrane um, review uh, they are the gold standard for a, uh, evaluating health research. And they don't take uh, money from certain entities because they want to stay independent and they want to remain authentic. So once the information came out and I was reading it, I thought, hmm, we already know about this. We already know about this in the body of Christ, about the effectiveness of discipleship, the effectiveness of having a meeting. Some things about the Alcoholics Anonymous program and about their model is that it was, or people are taken aback or put off by the message of a higher power or having a voice or thought of God at all. So, no, we don't need that. There are other programs that are in place that support recovery, um, other behavioral therapies. Those, according to Cochrane Review, had about a 35% uh, 
success rate. And the surprise confounding the experts, the 12 Steps program had a 42% success rate. And I'm going to see if I can find the information here for you. And yes, the Cochrane Review is based in the United Kingdom. It's an international review and they do different research. And so this has, their review does not provide any more legitimacy to the to Alcoholics Anonymous than the next program because the persons that experience the long-term recovery that have been a part of the 12 Steps program through um, Alcoholics Anonymous and have been sober for those months, 12 months or longer, that is another model for the science of recovery. The research says that if you get treatment and that you go into treatment and you continue your treatment after, it says long after you've taken your last drink, it provides for more success. And I was thinking about that. I said, what if the church, which we already are, we are doing that because we have discipleship. We have a Sunday school class. We have new members orientations. We have programs in place that support people uh, in life. But what if we had a class, a Sunday school class for someone that wanted to have a class specifically for their recovery journey? And I just kind of paused and I thought about that and I thought, no, for me, I'm just going to say, I don't know what you have in your church. Do you have a program specifically for that? We have programs designed for families, designed for marriages, designed for singles, for persons that may be widowed. Do we have a class, a Sunday school class, a forum specifically that is designed for recovery that says, I am a recovering alcoholic, I'm a recovering addict. I don't, I think, oh, probably no, but there is a program that is in about 25,000 churches in this country. It's called Celebrate Recovery. I am not being sponsored by the Celebrate Recovery or the Alcoholics Anonymous model. I'm just giving the information that for the science of recovery, yes, we have to know the definition of addiction. We have to understand the brain processes in addiction. We have also know that there's other models as well and that the 12-step program, the model that says that, hey, don't drink, be abstinent, come to meetings, have a support system, that those models work. And those models work in terms of the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, the eight principles of Celebrate Recovery. So today we're talking about the science of recovery. And we gave the definition. We gave uh, just a few highlights of what's going on in the, I was going to say the addiction paradigm, but today we're focusing on the opposite side of it, on the recovery paradigm that says, hey, there's programs out there. Because some of us are on a paradigm that that there's um, medications that you can take. When someone has an opioid overdose, they may take 
um, the Narcan. There's other drugs, uh, therapies that can be used. But you may feel, nope, I'm not going to do that. I don't want that for my loved one. But you can use those programs that have, have, as I would say, has confounded the experts and go to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous or Celebrate Recovery. We have so much information and so much that we want to um, delve into. We gave a lot about what's coming up with uh, PASDC that we're going to have this conversation. We're going to elaborate on this, uh, the science of recovery and information on our next broadcast. And so what I want to tell you today is that we always give you a tip for the journey. And my tip for the journey is just going to piggyback on what we learned last week and we and it talked about believe, and I want to tell you and encourage you as the tip for the journey today is to believe for the changes that God is making for your life, that He is able to recover the things that have been lost or taken for you. And my name is Donica, and I thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the PSDiamondCelebration.com. Until next time.